welcome to the Cozy Mystery Book Club podcast, YouTube's first Cozy Mystery Book Club, celebrating cozy mysteries 24-7. I'm your creator and hostess, Angela Maria Hart, aka at Writer A Hart over on Instagram and Twitter, and books are my heart over on YouTube. Today's podcast episode features our live stream discussion of On Borrowed Crime by Kate Young. I was joined by Christine Keck and Mary Baza on April 26th, 2022 to chat all about the book. If you missed the YouTube live stream discussion, there is no reason to worry because after today's podcast episode, you will be all up to date on all things discussing On Borrowed Crime by Kate Young and the Cozy Mystery Book Club. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast episode. Oh my goodness. Oh, hi, everybody. Oh, Cooking with Cozy, Sonia, Marta, you guys are already here. You guys are right on time. And oh, I just saw the comment. Where did it go? You just finished reading at 655. That is amazing. <laughs> hey, but that means you're ready to talk about it and it's fresh in your mind. Because tonight, let's see, I have the images again. So we have, well, we also have video, so we can do the little introductory. So welcome to the live stream. The official video, which oh, it feels very cool. <laughs> okay, and that one just wants to keep going. Of course, that would happen. Thank you, StreamYard. So tonight's live stream is on On Borrow Crime by Kate Young, our April book of the month. And so, Christine, this is a second time around reading it for her. Mary, this is your first time, right? Yeah, it is. And you seem to have enjoyed the book. You said you liked it. It was a five star for me. Hey, that's awesome. That makes me so happy. I was in a reading slump before I read this. So I, I was glad that I had such a good time reading it. I was really surprised by this book. I thought it was going to be another fun hearted, you know, like a fun, lighthearted. Oh, we have all the puns. And I was like, nope, this I had to go pull this from my bookcase. I was like, this had the Agatha Christie vibes to the core. And I was there for that. I was not expecting it, but I was really happy with the Agatha Christie references and everything else. That was one of my favorite parts about the book was the Agatha Christie references. I love the true crime element in it because the dumping grounds is actually a real, real thing. I had to go look it up when I read that part. I I have to admit, I think it's something really <laughs> funny about moms and cozy mysteries or moms and mystery novels when they're telling their kids, oh, why do you talk about death? Why are you reading about murder? And like you're sitting there as the reader reading a book about murder and there's a character oh why are you reading about murder and you're going well I'm sitting here too so I know why your daughter likes reading about murders I get it <laughs> there's always the mom who doesn't want the daughter to be reading about murders well I got my love for mysteries from my mom so oh that's so sweet I definitely fell into the Hallmark movie channel and just stayed there <laughs> So this is just like a little backstory moment, but I remember I was really, really sick, like 101 degree fever, and I didn't go to my prom at all. And I wasn't, I wasn't really planning on going anyway, but I had a dress and I, I was thinking, oh, maybe I will go. I had the ticket. And then, you know, the day before I got really, really sick, watching Hallmark movies and mysteries for like three days straight. And I was as happy as a clam. <laughs> it didn't matter. I was sick. It didn't matter. I missed the big event. I had Hallmark and I had Mystery Woman and McBride to keep me company. And so just just stayed with them ever since you know they just showed McBride last weekend did they really yeah. oh my gosh John Larroquette classic oh my gosh oh my gosh everyone's commenting it's so hard to keep up with everybody oh okay you guys are agreeing it got dark yep mm. I, I, got, I didn't really mind it though <laughs> so I'm kind of curious if the darkness was a deterring factor if you didn't mind it because, again, I kind of went with it because of the Agatha Christie vibes. But if you are looking for a lighthearted, cozy mystery, kind of wasn't this book. I think that's what I like about it. It was a bit more suspenseful. Yeah, that's what I tend to like a darker cozy. So this was right up my alley with that. Okay, so I was going to say, yeah, this one wasn't so much pun filled. But I also thought it was interesting because we had a few swears in there and I was going... Did she just swear? Oh my gosh. And then they swore again. And I'm going, this is, did the editor not catch this? What's going on? But I mean, it's totally fine. It was just funny because I'm not used to seeing swears and cozies. Granted, there weren't any F-bombs, but still. Oh, <laughs> hey, I converting. I just saw this one. We're converting people to cozy mysteries. You just got into cozies. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. What were you going to say, Mary? I didn't mean to I interrupt was, you. I was kind of surprised that they all but show, talked about the body. Mm -hmm. 
they talked about how it was placed in the suitcase. Yeah, I was surprised about that because a lot of times we have poison, which again is not very bloody. Or if we do have the knife, it's a single knife wound. You know, there's not a bunch of different stab wounds. <laughs> and to have the police officer, not the main, show, you know, detective love interest we got, but his sidekick over there, who I was not a huge fan of, you know, threateningly, menacingly tell her, oh, yeah, you had to break the bones to fit her in the suitcase. I'm going, whoa, that is too much information, buddy. That is not usually cozy mystery realm. But I mean, I, it didn't detract from the reading experience. It was just different because, again, most of the time it's off the page or you're hearing or you're, you're trying to solve a mystery that's already happened. So it was just it was different, but not in a bad way. OK, no. people are like in the gritty. So, again, you guys both liked the book. What did you like about it? I liked the aspect of like them solving the crime and how it was very it was very Agatha Christie. That was like one of my main points of the book. I think one of the things that I really liked was, like I said, the true crime element of it. Like some of it was based in the truth because it did make me want to go look up. What is this really a thing that happening in Georgia? Oh, this is an interesting comment about the battling uh, the southern stereotypes. I definitely read the word y'all quite a bit. I will <laughs> I will say that that caught my attention after a certain point. Okay, people didn't seem to mind that it was a little darker. I almost think maybe the book cover, where did my little images go? I think that might have set us up for it in a way too, because I think I mentioned off camera that we didn't have our cozy companion. We didn't have anything, you know, fun on the book, like not fun, but like anything, you know, funky or super ridiculously colorful that's bright and one of those sort of alluring. So I think maybe the book cover also kind of sets the tone where it does have more blues and grays and the coloring than mm -hmm. typical. And I just realized as I'm pulling up my graphics, I was so happy to see their, your beautiful faces. I didn't do the official introductions. So we have a returning guest hostess, Christine, and I have her Twitter and Instagram handle right there for you. And I love that <laughs> you have your little little puppy on your lap. So cute. And then we have a brand new hostess who has been a huge supporter of the Cozy Mystery Book Club for such a long time, the lovely Mary Baza. And so I have her Instagram and Twitter handles right there for you. So please, if you're not already following these lovely ladies, please do so. Check out their accounts because they talk a lot about Cozy Mysteries. And they're awesome. So I wanted to make sure I gave you guys the shout out. I made the images. I looked at the information. I wanted to make sure I actually included it. Because I remember <laughs> there was one time I made this beautiful image for a giveaway. Totally forgot to post it. So I wanted to make sure you guys got your dues because you are taking time to celebrate Cozy Mysteries tonight. And people should know who you are and where they can find you. Thank you. <laughs> oh, people. Okay. So people are saying it didn't feel cozy. Yeah, so I'm going to say, I think I agree with Renee's comment. This book felt like a modern day Agatha Christie to me. And I almost, this is my <laughs> my little analytical interpretation. So I always think we have Christie. And then I think we have books in the late 80s, 90s, which are sort of transition cozies where they start to get more punny. And then we have the fun-filled cozies of today. And so I think that this one is almost like a throwback to the Agatha Christie 90s, you know, kind of hybrid one. And it definitely gave me Aurora Tea Garden vibes. I was gotten a lot of Aurora Tea Garden vibes. So I was curious if you guys have read Aurora or anyone in the comments kind of got that too. I've never read Aurora. I've only watched the movies. To me, it's kind of funny because Aurora, she has the mother who, I don't want to go with the word overbearing, but is not approved. She does not approve of her daughter being in a real murder's that's the name of her book club, The Real Murders Club, where they talk about real murders and the true crimes. They try and solve them. So her mother's not a fan of that. And then we have the Jane Doe Book Club, where another mother is not a fan of the daughter talking about the crimes and things of bloody nature. So I just kind of thought it was similar. Oh, neither of the mothers approve of their daughter's hobbies. So I just thought that was kind of interesting, like that little overlap. I can see that, though. Now that you've mentioned it, even in the movies, they kind of have that similar vibe. Okay, yeah, so, okay, oh, definitely. I just saw this comment. The Aurora Tea Garden books are definitely darker than in the movies. I don't think they could get get away with some of the stuff in the books with Hallmark Movie Channel. Aurora gets... It went dark the last movie, though. That was a little darker, I will admit. Uh, maybe that, like, COVID got to them a little bit. <laughs> maybe that's because it was, you know... A little bit post. Eh. 
Okay, so people are seeing the Aurora parallel. That makes me happy. It's not just in my head. And okay, you will go with overbearing. I think in the movies at one point, the mother has keys to Aurora's house. And I'm going, did she give you the keys? Where did these keys come from? So, okay, I'll take the, I'll take the Aurora reference. I'm glad you guys agree. <laughs> oh, yes. Okay, so this is one of my favorite characters, too. We have to talk about the grandmother because I got the biggest kick out of her in this book. So I'm curious if you guys liked her, if you had other characters that you just loved in this one, because I think she might have been my favorite. <laughs> I agree with Alicia. The grandmother was awesome. Yeah, I think the grandmother was my favorite, too. The grandma was definitely awesome. I loved how she always mentioned her dating line. She was so cute. Well, she, and then at one point, again, it was like, <laughs> this is a little off kilter for Cozy Mystery. She's like, he couldn't handle me in the bedroom. And I'm going, did she just say what I think she said? And because she's the father's mother. So the, the father's side of the family. So the mother and her brother, the aunt, the, the uncle for our leading lady there. The uncle is like, I'm out of here now. <laughs> when he starts hearing her talk about that. I thought that was so funny because I had to do the family tree in my head going, is she his mother or not? <laughs> oh, yeah. I think the grandmother could have been the the Watson to her Sherlock in a way. I loved Mel. Mel was another favorite yes. of mine. Oh, she was so cute. <laughs> I was worried about her, though, when they brought her in for... I, you gotta love it. Like, there's a reason for our sleuther to sleuth. But you have those moments of, really, you're gonna think this character is the killer. I did not really buy her as the killer material. She, she didn't really give me killer vibes. So... No. I mean, I, I I want her protected. I don't know what's going to happen in books two or three, but I really don't want her to be a victim. <laughs> and I say that because, again, one of the things about this book that I kind of caught on to very quickly was the fact that the character who was killed was someone that was likable versus the mm -hmm. villain or someone who deserved it in a, like a weird justice-y sort of way. Mm -hmm. So I'm going, please don't kill Mel. Please don't do the Agatha Christie thing and do that to me. <laughs> Agatha Christie liked to kill all the good people that you like. Oh, absolutely. That's why I'm going, Kate Young, I know this is darker, but how dark are we going? <laughs> Maybe grandma too. Like, I don't want to put like grandma in a protective bubble. <laughs> I think the sequel's a Halloween one, so we hopefully it's not too dark. Oh, okay. People are agreeing with me. Yes, I, I'm on the right track. <laughs> okay. You thought it was so crazy to be against a book club so much. Okay. Yep. I'm near responding to the comment. You couldn't understand what the big deal about reading about true crime. According to her parents, all of us should be committed. Yeah, I mean, I, I think maybe. So I know that this book is still relatively recent, so I can't really say it came out after the podcast phenomenon. But I think people listening to podcasts about true crime has increased. Then you have the TV show Murders in the Building or what's it? Yeah, murder, Only Murders in the Building. Yeah, Only Murders yeah. in the Building. So I think more people are getting on the, the murder train. So really popular during the pandemic and stuff mm -hmm. crime stuff yeah i couldn't didn't get why the mother was so against the book club oh cooking with cozies you've read the second book and it was not as dark as the first i do have again i was i felt so proud of myself all prepared i have an image for book two and book three in the series so we have the first one is on borrowed crime which is obviously our tonight's discussion then we have reading between the crimes and then the third book is coming out so you always have to click out of the comments then post things but i need to learn my order here so then the expected one is coming the third one's coming out october 11th so if you guys are already reading <laughs> it looks like you can add the that to your alert system add it to your tbr but it's not gonna be out for a little while so there's a buddy read situation going on we can plan in advance because <laughs> guys at least seem to have enjoyed the book so it looks like buddy read situation might be an option so I'm looking over at the poll and most people gave it four stars. So that's a pretty high rating for, for a book. So I'm going to say it looks like most people have enjoyed it thus far. Oh, okay. This was one of my comments. So I fortunately have read this book and I've also seen, I want to say I, I saw the most recent adaptation and then there was one before that. So I know this story relatively well. And even then, I think if you don't know and then there were none or even have seen an adaptation it must have been hard to read this book because there were so many references to it so I almost felt as if we needed to have this as an unofficial buddy read in conjunction with On Borrow Crime so I was kind of curious if you guys thought like you know there should be a little asterisk so and then there were none should be on your TBR I'd never read and then there were none 
and I never felt lost at all in the references okay. and stuff. I think she did a good job giving context. Right. So, yeah, I, I I think you understood the the rhyming scheme. I think you got the references, and again, the title, and then there were none. Uh, well, at the very end, you can guess what happens. <laughs> Spoiler alert. When you start out with a certain number of characters, well, you dwindle along as it goes. So you could kind of see where she was going with that a little bit. That's what it was. I knew it was an older adaptation. So in 1960s, uh, Agatha Christie, there's never going to be enough adaptations. What did you guys think about the judge and the Carol going missing? Because he thought she was missing for four days. And then our leading lady, Sleuther, saw her just a couple hours before he says she's been missing for four days. So I'm kind of curious what, what you guys thought about the relationship situation or the mystery behind Carol going missing. So did you guys like the suspense? Did you, what did you think about the judge? So I'm just going to throw it out there to you. I didn't like him, but I didn't not like him. He was just <laughs> okay to me as a character. Yeah. See, I, I, I was just very suspicious of him. For some reason, I came across as not someone to be trusted, at least at I, the beginning. Of the I think it's just the relationship they had with one another that made him super suspicious. Yeah, I, I, when he ever, I felt like he was hugging her a little too long and the wife had just died and he's kind of acting a little flirtatious. And then we thought, oh, then he, you find out he's sitting there with the sister. And even though I finished the book, I'm going, is she really the sister? <laughs> I don't know. And that kind of threw me for a little bit of a loop-de-loop. And he did seem to be moving on very, very quickly. So I think he was supposed to be a little bit of a red herring. And I, and I, and I wouldn't have put it past him <laughs> to, to have done something. I know he didn't, obviously, but, you know, he was not going to be off my list because it's always the husband, right? <laughs> but like in a lot of Agatha Christie, like adaptations that I watch, there's always the like more sleazy character in the background that's not the killer. <laughs> he was the dirty old man. <laughs> yeah, he was. He was weird. He kind of just had the vibes. Oh, I like those. You got. He was despicable. I like the thumbs down emoji. <laughs> yeah, he kind of left you with those weird vibes. You're like, I know you didn't technically do anything wrong, but like you kind of did. Like, yeah, I don't think in the Me Too age he did a lot of things. He just gave off very weird vibes. Yeah, I was just kind of curious because I had made a note of him because he wasn't found guilty of anything. But also, maybe this is just me being me because I live in D.C. and, you know, lawyers and judges. I, I don't think this guy should be a judge. <laughs> I don't no. think he, he has the right to to give off verdicts about anyone's life. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> how did he become a judge in the first place? Is my I mean, point. like, how small is this town? Like, what is your pool of, you know, legal applicants there? Just throwing that out there. Okay, so I'm not the only person who thought he was a little cringy. Oh, yeah, because so I read it and then I obviously Malice was this weekend. And so then I was doing things and I listened to the audio. So I got my refresher and listening to it. I think it hit me harder where I'm going, oh, my gosh, maybe I kind of read faster. And then with the audio, you're listening to it at normal speed and you're going, hey, wait a second. <laughs> no, that's really creepy. So, yeah, there was just something about him rubbed me the wrong way. Okay, so I'm not the only person who thought the sister thing was weird. I, I'm still not convinced that was his sister. Oh, okay. So little little bitty delays, who also has an amazing Instagram. If you are not following her on Instagram, you are missing out. She does these creations that are mind-blowing. Just throwing that out there. Shout out. How do we feel about the chief of police, the love interest? Do we like, like him as the love interest? Do we like him as a cop? I didn't like him at all. You didn't I like the love interest? I just think he didn't really support her in anything and what she wanted to do. Yeah. What did you think? I was on the fence with him. I couldn't decide if I liked him or didn't like him. Like, I liked the character. I don't know if I liked him as the love interest of True. Yeah. Okay. This I like this. I totally get why they broke up. I think that's a good summation. I always like it when characters break up and they have a good reason for breaking up. And then there's a second chance love interest and you're going, but it made sense for them not to be together the first time. Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> and we have, we almost have two other love interests for her. We have the chief, but then we also have the ex-boyfriend, Kevin, who moves in right next door because of course you do. And then you have this new special agent, Brad, 
who's looking into the missing Jane Doe's. So she seems to be a very wanted woman in the love interest department. I just saw this comment. This is funny. I just, there's just a thumbs down. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then Elle's right. Yeah. The men in the story were very creepy. Okay. Did you guys like the other love interests? And when I say other love interests, I use Kevin there very, very sparingly. I'm thinking more about the GBI special agent. So what did you guys think about him? I liked him a bit more than Quinn. What's his name? Mm-hmm. I honestly thought Quinn was the killer for a while. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have put that past him. Oh, okay. Yes, Michelle. He had that and she's a hysterical woman thing going. You're never going to be a good love interest for a female reading demographic if you call women hysterical. Your female readers are just going to, you're not going to last. <laughs> I'm kind of lean. Uh, it seems like you guys are sort of leaning to special agent, which is where I'm kind of going. Yeah. That's okay. My vote was too. I like Jackie's comment because this isn't even a love triangle. It's like a parallelogram. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm hoping maybe Brad is going to be in book two and three and something will go on for them because he seemed to be the only one who's like, yeah, I'll tell you what's actually going on. I'll actually listen to you. <laughs> I mean, if you actually, she's on the date or the dinner date with our chief of police Quinn there and she hides and runs away. I mean, if that's your date where you're running away at the end, that was not a good date. And that was not someone you should be on a date with. (laughs) If that's how your evening ends, ducking and hiding and running, (laughs) just saying. Well, if you can't trust the person, then you should probably not be a love interest. Mm -hmm. Okay. So people were not trusting the CBI guy right away. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, I like him, but I'm just saying this is one of those out of the three options. I like him the most. But again, of the three options, it was not exactly super inspiring. I mean, it wasn't exactly like one of the best option. Yes. (laughs) It seems the more healthy one out of all three. Okay. Let's yeah, I was going to say we're picking up on something there. Yeah. All the men in the book were were somewhere had something going on there. (laughs) <laughs> I think all of the love interests at one point, I'm kind of going, are you the killer? Did you stuff this woman in the suitcase? There's a line in Killer Chardonnay by Kate Lansing there where the brother is at the dinner table and he's trying to, they're trying to figure out if one of the characters is the killer. And he says, well, we're trying to figure out if this guy murdered someone. So clearly we don't think he's the best guy for you. Like, it's true. If you're wondering if someone's a killer, maybe they're not the love interest. <laughs> Okay, so it looks like people agree that it's like he's the best of the worst. Okay, so uh, oh, I'll let you say there more. You hope there are better choices in this series. I do too. Yeah, the, the this competition level. Yeah, the competition, the the race for a leading lady's heart, not very encouraging at the moment. But I'm gonna put that one aside. I'm actually gonna take a moment to give a little hiatus, and I'm gonna give Christine the power to randomly select a giveaway winner because I have told them off camera that this was going to happen. So both of both of my guest hosts tonight are going to be in charge of choosing winners for giveaways because I was not able <laughs> to give away the previous giveaways. So Amanda Flowers put out to pasture. This book has been rolled over for two months now. So instead of trying to get in touch with the winner, we're going to choose it live right now. So Christine, if you would like to randomly you want to close your eyes and scroll or something and randomly choose a winner someone will get this book <laughs> jessica bates jessica bates you are the proud owner of put out to pasture by amanda flowers so if you want to send me an email with your contact information i will give it to poison pen press and have that book sent out to you so jessica bates congratulations whatever the winning comment was <laughs> i'm trying to see, pull her up now if i can see the name so Essentially, what ended up happening was I posted the winner for Put Out to Pasture for the first, again, I'm losing track of the months now. I think my COVID brain is kicking into play. So I put out the announcement. I tried for like weeks to get a hold of the winner, and I just couldn't get a hold of this person. And then last month, the winner, was <laughs> the winner, she lived in Sweden, and Poison Pen Press does not mail to Sweden. And so 
I ended up doing a, an Amazon gift card as a thank you. You know, you are a winner. I want to give you something because I don't want you to get gypped because of this situation. But they don't mail to Sweden. So <laughs> we're rolling over the six books in the Seaside Cafe mystery series as well. So Mary's going to be choosing that winner probably in about five or ten minutes. <laughs> so please keep commenting. And then she will have the power to give that away. So Jessica, congratulations. And you have a new book to add to your to be read list in your library. So congratulations. I don't even have that book. I'm excited for you. <laughs> and Amanda Flower is awesome. She's one of my favorites that I've read. She Apparently she had eight books come out this year or had eight books come out last year. And well, you have eight books in a year. Some authors don't write eight books in their entire writing career. <laughs> I think she, had, she has a lot coming out this year too. I don't, I don't know what her, her life must be NaNoWriMo. <laughs> well, coming. Nora Roberts writes a lot in a year. Nora Roberts is the goddess divine of just romance landia i don't know how she does what she does i remember reading an article saying she was on a cruise with her family and she was still writing eight hours a day i'm like that's how you're the queen you own two mountains <laughs> i'm like that's how you do that <laughs> anyway yes so we're gonna have random little inclusions i was just looking to see like what else is going i'm like the comments you guys are so sweet. I'm so glad you guys could join us tonight and you're enjoying the live stream. I just saw someone comment about the uncle and that was another character I was going to bring up because we have an uncle here <laughs> who's a private investigator and which gave me a little bit of Veronica Mars, maybe even low Maltese Falcon yes. vibes. Yeah. So he's the private investigator and she's the receptionist. And then <laughs> he just leaves her and he's going, you shall be the private investigator now. All of the things. So what did you guys think about the uncle? I kind of want to know what went on in Guatemala. That's a good question. Yes, that too. I like that he left her in charge. Like, you're right, though. It did give me very much Veronica Mars vibes with that. No, I liked him, though. Hope I would like to hopefully learn more about him in the next book. Yeah, he wasn't really much in it. I would have loved to know about his back history and stuff. I just saw this one pop up. So you like how I'm in the book club wasn't super excited. <laughs> uh, yeah, you got one one character who's like, I got two kids. I'm busy. I'm not going to be doing this. And she also did the the virtual joining at one point. And everyone else is meeting live. I'm going, I understand the virtual. Like, I get it. It was funny how like one character was like, no, no, no. I just want to read. <laughs> I thought that was cute. Okay, we liked Calvin. Yeah, I, I also have questions about what happened with him and our leading lady's mother because we don't find out what her history is and i am super curious and also concerned like did they kill someone that's what was my question the whole entire time i was like did they kill someone did they kill someone i don't i like i, I mean my mind was going again this was a darker book so i think that lent itself to lifetime and hbo and stars i'm going what happened to these people like, I mean, I, my mind was going to some dark places and I'm going, oh boy, I'm really worried about the mother. I'm like, please just be safe now. I don't know what happened to her though. I am genuinely concerned and need more information on that. Okay, thank you. I, I like how the comment was exactly what I was saying. Yeah, we don't really know what he was doing too. And the mother, we don't really know much about her and because she doesn't have a job. Like they said, she didn't work or she just wanted to be a mother and take care of her house. And so I don't really get a sense of who she was outside of being the mom. You know, I've known a lot of people like that in my life where like they don't know much about their mom other than them being their mother. Oh, okay. You guys are talking about him in the comments. So each book involves an Agatha Christie, which is awesome. And then I just saw this one pop up. Cooking with my cozies. You're answering all of our questions. I love how you're like the official authority on the series. So he has more character depth than book two, which is nice mm -hmm. to know. So in other words, we got to go pick up book two to get our questions answered. Yeah, the entire topic of her and her history is just we don't know anything, which I think is a little bizarre because I don't know if anybody else had those things when they're a kid you know oh are you know you had to go do your little chart of i'm half italian i'm you know a quarter at this and you'll be like oh what do your parents do for work you have to do those little reports when you're in elementary school so you would think that there would be some background information but didn't really get any of it <laughs> I, I like this nothing wrong with veronica mars vibes very true yeah uh, that was my show when i was younger so 
you're a marshmallow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't want to watch the movie die. when it was in theaters. So. I I feel like I haven't been able to go down the Veronica Mars route for a while because I saw the Hulu TV show. And I'm not going to spoiler alert you guys, but I was really devastated at the end of the Hulu TV show. Yeah, so, me too. Okay, thank you. Yes. So that makes it really hard to be like, yeah, I'm going to go rewatch this all the while knowing this thing is going to happen. So I've been I got little... spoiled before I watched the last episode and I was like, nope, not going to watch it again. No, don't watch it. No, if you guys liked Veronica Mars as it was, do not watch the TV show because no. you will you will be left with feelings that you do not know what to do with. <laughs> on my marshmallow. I feel like, again, they call people marshmallows, right? Marshmallows, if you're a fan. Mm-hmm. I feel like they took it and made a s'more with my marshmallow. Like they melted it and like ate it. I'm like, yeah, my s'more is really gotten burnt and hurt over here. <laughs> okay, so we do need to talk about the actual mystery and the big reveal. So did anyone predict solve the case? Because I think I did a little bit, but... I was I didn't really get the reference of the about going back to to check the deceased body to make sure oh yes we're we're taking photos as it decays so that threw me off a little bit but that was just kind of creepy did you solve it yes no 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 I thought it was the cousin so did I, I. would have loved it I, I, did, I did not like the cousin yeah at all the cousin was annoying no I you know there's this ongoing theme and this is not like a this is not a comment about kate young or anything but there seems to be this reoccurring character in cozies where it's this mean girl of sorts there's there seems to be a mean girl character where you're like i want you to be the victim i want you to be the murderer but she's never the killer or the murderer (laughs) like she's never the victim or the killer and i'm like why are you here (laughs) so i'm hoping maybe she comes down in future books because she's gonna be she's on parole she's doing her volunteer hours maybe her heart will melt a little bit and she'll she won't be the wicked witch anymore she'll be the kind witch oh Oh, boy i love how everyone's commenting like yeah she was horrible Yeah, she was because she was truly terrible. Also, my question is, you're dating your cousin's ex-boyfriend, which first of all, right away is a little yeah. a little sketchy, right? Yeah. Then you decide to move in next door. What? What is wrong with you? You're a terrible, terrible person. I know you're fictional, but I hate you. <laughs> She's just probably jealous. That was terrible. And I mean, and then you got the guy, Kevin when Lila goes to visit him in prison and he says, oh, I shouldn't have let her convince us to like convince me to let you to move in right next to you. And he even says that because he's like, yeah, we could have lived in my apartment. We could have gone somewhere like two streets over. And he flat out says that the cousin did that. And that blows my mind. I mean, first of all, he's terrible for letting her bully him. But why would you do that to someone? Why would you intentionally be that terrible? Oh, man, I, I, I wouldn't have... She's the victim in a future book. I am not going to complain. It's just was awful that she just decided to be like that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, there's something wrong with this woman. <laughs> the cousin was just all wrong. Oh, goodness. Okay, yeah, they were the bad guys. It's one of those, you weren't the killers, but you were still bad. <laughs> yeah, you did awful things to her, even if you're not the killer. Yeah, and then when she finally was the one with the gun. So I feel as if Kate Young was clever in, in this way, and she kind of tricked us, thinking, oh, this is our killer, and oh, got ya. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. So we have our moment where we think it is the cousin, and I would have totally bought that. I was, I would have believed that in a second. <laughs> I thought it was the cousin up until pretty much the end of the book. Yeah, me too. I was like, wow she just made that a good twist at the end i was totally fine with that when the cousin's the one with the gun and i feel as if this should be a term but we have the the big reveal and we have crazy person logic where it's to the rest of us who who have brains that function in a regular capacity and then you have the crazy person who's the killer giving their logical answers and you're going that makes no sense that's why you're the crazy killer with the whole oh you you used kevin and you threw him away and i gotta do this for kevin her crazy logic made her sound like the killer (laughs) yeah i was gonna say i can understand why kevin was the ex-boyfriend he's the type of one where you're going yeah we do not want you with him it's okay bye-bye People seem to be, yeah, people are not fans of Kevin. 
Okay, so you would have been disappointed. Kevin isn't really in the next book. I can't picture the cousin or Kevin being super prominent. I, I can't really see them being a part of the sleuthing gang. I, I like the comments saying, like, it, if it was the cousin, it probably would have probably come across as obvious. But I liked, I liked the twist that we have that sort of validation of, oh, the cousin, yes, she's the bad one. And all of a sudden it's, oh, wait a second. So I thought the twist was really clever. I liked that. I liked that it wasn't as easy as, oh, here's your answer. Oh, wait a second. There's more to this. It's, it's more complicated mm-hmm. than that. Okay. So you know the answer. They're not in the next book. Yes. That makes me happy because I think that alleviates the unnecessary, like some of that drama that you might be concerned about going, oh, goodness. Because you don't, I mean, she really, I saw someone say she was toxic and she was. She was really toxic. It okay. Was so- like a sibling rivalry, but like extreme. Because she was jealous of Lila the whole entire time. You never thought she was smart enough to pull it off all on her own? That's very true. But then we got the, the actual killer who, I mean, I kind of was curious about this because when it comes to mysteries, you have the everything matters. And so we find out about Mel's backstory of her parents dying. Then we find out they're dying in a fire. Then we find out there's a sister. Then we find out the sister is no longer with, you know, the sister passed away. So the backstory did keep building. And the more it builds, the more tragic it became. So you can kind of understand how that came about, I think. <laughs> you love all the talk about the next book. And you were on the fence, but now you want more. Hey, converting more, reading more cozies. That's never a downside. Mm-hmm. So I was going to say, while people are thinking you're talking about the, the villain in the comments, Mary, do you want to take a second to make someone the proud winner of the entire Seaside Cafe Mystery Series? Mia Snow. Mia Snow, you are the proud winner of the entire Seaside Cafe Mystery Series by Brie Baker. So if you would like to send me an email or a direct message with your contact information, I will send it to Poison Pen Press. And so, Mary, thank you for choosing a winner. Christine, thank you for choosing a winner. We're, again, giving away all of the cozies. And I will even do the final winner tonight for Where Did It Go? I totally had my notes. And then, of course, I put it down. Yes, so tonight's official giveaway <laughs> is Sprinkle in Time by Dana Mentink. I'm going Mentink. That's how I'm going to say this last name. And she's also going to be part of next month's Cozy Corner Chat author event. So the second Tuesday of the month over on Twitter, authors will join you 7 p.m. EST to answer all of your cozy questions. And she's going to be one of the featured authors. And because we were talking about this before we went live, I even pulled up. It is... This is the second book in her Shake Shop mystery series. And she has the cutest book covers. This one's purple and it's got this teal blue vibes going. So I think the book cover is beautiful. So yes, I'm, you should read it, but it's also beautiful to look at too. So do that later, probably another like five, 10 minutes. So <laughs> anywho, you guys are so great. And Mia, where did your winning comments? Yes, you guys are so sweet. <laughs> oh my goodness, you guys are so adorable. So <laughs> I just saw the, the comment. No pressure. Well, you did a great job. You should. No pressure. Okay. So, so what did you guys think about the, the big reveal? Did you guys like who the killer was? Did you, what did you guys think? She was one of my favorite characters. Until the big. <laughs> yeah. I actually liked the character and it completely shocked me that she was the killer. She had the remorse at the funeral. You know, she's crying. She's doing all the things she's supposed to be doing. She's comforting the husband. She's being nice to the husband. When he got a little too handsy, she asked for help. So she never really gave off the killer vibes in the classic sense of it. It was just the tragic backstory that seemed to be the setup for her. I thought it was something to do with Val. I just didn't think it was her. Because, like, it was mentioned a lot, like, her tragic backstory and like being adopted and stuff. But you almost thought, oh, you got your happily ever after. You were adopted by a nice loving family. You came to this nice town. You have your best friend. She had everything. And now she has, it was so funny at the very end. Now she has what the movie and TV deals and the book deal because people saw her interviews. So in a weird way, she still has more, which I, I mean, you're she rewarding. became famous after what happened. I was going to say, talk about rewarding bad behavior. What do you do with that? <laughs> I mean, she gets famous for being a terrible. Oh goodness! Oh, oh, oh thank you. I'm glad you. Th- oh, you guys are talking. I'm. I'm just seeing some of the comments. You guys are so sweet. 
Yeah, this was this was the one. Uh, yeah, she took a photo. She would revisit the dead sister and took a photo of the decaying body year after year. That that was kind of interesting. <laughs> I was shocked about that comment. Yeah, I I don't think you see that a lot in cozy mysteries. Usually, there's the poisoning, the body, and then you're done. There's not usually revisiting the corpse. <laughs> that game with a little darker. That gave it. I guess in real life, serial killers do that sometimes, though. They revisit the body. Yeah, maybe this was the whole Agatha Christie dark realism going on. The true crime components. Yeah, we really didn't see her completely... I like the word you're like, yeah, the psychopathic, the psychotic. Like, we didn't really get that until she was fully unfiltered. (laughs) Okay, yeah, so... Thank you. I I was very creeped out by the taking of the photos because, again, this was the we're going with a darker, cozy vibe here. And that definitely is darker, cozy vibes. Mm -hmm. Do you think a lot of newer cozies might go darker, though? I've been noticing some of them are going a little darker. I know Arsenic and Adobu, that one has more references to drugs and it has like, well, not like more references, but it's dealt with like other issues in it. So that one, I think, has like some darker moments, but yet it's still humorous overall. So I think they are touching on things that are darker, but some depending on the book, it might skew darker or it might have the darkness, but still with our traditional cozy components. So, well, I think we're going to have to wait and see because I think the millennial cozy is changing things a little bit. What do you yeah. think, Christine? I do think that it is changing a little bit because some of the newer cozies that like I have an arc for uh, Emmeline Duncan's the I think it's one of actually her first book is one of our reads later in the year it's Fresh Brood Murder it's still like very cozy and very humorous Mm -hmm. but it does have like darker themes to it yeah I got to speak with her at Malice and she was such this little she was this little ball of sunshine and positivity and she really loves Portland and that area and so she's talking about them having their their protests and because that was one of my questions to her of oh you have characters who are protesting you have characters who are doing the activism and yeah that book definitely does have moments where they're raising topics that are a little bit more you're gonna go with I don't know how to say modern it's not really dark but it's more like to the time we live in right now yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. This was a little bit one of the darker ones we've read so far. And I think I'm in, I don't I know I mentioned this off camera, but I don't know if I actually said this on camera or not. But I, I was surprised there wasn't a cozy companion because I think I'm just so used to seeing a dog or a cat in a cozy in a weird way, though. I'm kind of happy there wasn't one because I get the Christie vibes. I would have been really worried about this animal. Yeah. (laughs) I would have been super worried about this cat and having like finding it on someone's doorstep. And then I'd be worrying about if it was alive or not. So I'm actually glad there wasn't a cozy companion, Mm -hmm. but I was almost expecting coziness there. Yeah. So people are thinking the revisiting is very true crime. So again, with the true crime podcast going a little bit, how do you say like that one? I think the true crime podcast, I think took off and then you have real murders in the building. So I think maybe people are more open to the darker cozies. I think maybe that might lend itself. In our, it did just win the Agatha. It did win. <laughs> I was going to say, Marta, she loved Mango Mambo Murder. So that was also nominated for the Agatha Award. And then Arsenic and Adobu won. And I'm going, oh, but Martin's, Marta's six out of five star cozy was listed. <laughs> oh, okay. So this is interesting. So you're a Stephen King fan. So like, this is not even on your radar as far as darkness levels go, because Stephen King can, I don't know how his brain works or makes the connections that he does, because he can go, he makes his own darkness. You think you're already, you know, midnight dark, all the stars go out of the sky. He can get you dark, dark. (laughs) So, I mean, next month's book, the cover is, is a little bit darker toned. So I don't know if this is more indicative of the, type of story but i'm curious now how how cozy this book shall be but this is next month's book the secret book in scone society by ellery adams so this is next month's so if you i was gonna say i'm looking at the book cover and i'm like there's not a cozy companion on it so now i'm curious how cozy this one's gonna be get me curious i haven't read that one yet because i knew we were probably gonna read it for the club at some point so i just kept putting it off putting it off so i'm curious i've read some of her other stuff and they were pretty cozy yeah, I don't really know how, how dark this one is because 
while the coloring is a little darker, I know that she tends to be a little bit more lighthearted. So maybe it will be a hybrid. We shall see. Okay, so talking about the darker cozies, I think the Aurora Tea Garden series has the darker cozy vibes. Okay, so some of you didn't finish. Okay, because I saw you said it was too dark for you and you had to take breaks sometimes. So someone mentioned book two is not as dark, which is encouraging. So if you at least like the series, like Kate Young's writing style, maybe book two is for you. Okay, I might have to create a list of darker cozies because some of y'all seem to be there for them. Okay, this is going to have to be a question in the Instagram stories, and I'm going to have to post some stuff because clearly we need some more dark, cozy lists. But I think that's so funny that we are like, we want the dark, cozy, super lighthearted cozies. We got the millennial cozies, all the cozy mysteries. Oh, yeah, Aller, she actually offered to do a Zoom sort of setup. So I have to get back in touch with Ellery Adams because she said she'd be willing to do something for the book club. I always kind of have that moment of, okay, book clubs are for readers, but maybe we can do a separate author event. And I'm not trying to say, you know, writers are not welcome in book club. That is so not what I'm saying. But, you know, when you're talking about a book club, you kind of want to be able to just talk about the book. And if the author's sitting right next to you, you might be like, hi. How do, how do you do this? How do you talk? So well, well, I might do something special for her because she also is so sweet over on her social media platforms on Instagram. She's always posting and messaging and doing things. So if you're not following Ellery Adams, you should check her out because she also has some really fun reels. And I don't know what it is about Instagram and reels. I'm always just, I don't get what Instagram reels are. Just go to TikTok. <laughs> okay. I, I with that in general. So. <laughs> Yeah, she has a great Instagram. Okay, yeah, so I'm glad I'm not the only one who's going. At one point, she gets her cat involved. She'll do little things. She had a wand at one point where all of a sudden the book appeared. So she gets into it with editing with her reels too. So, okay, so Oak Millennial Cozies. So Millennial Cozy Mysteries are sort of a new, I'm going to go with a new subgenre within cozies. I love how cozy mysteries are subgenre mysteries. Now we get the different genre, like the subcategories of a subcategory. So the millennial cozy is obviously featuring millennial sleuthers, but these t- tend to feature sleuthers who are not as set in their professions and are still trying to figure out their lives. So cozies have tended to skew more towards middle-aged characters and upwards, and it's a second chance career, you know, or second chance at love or, you know, now the empty nest syndrome. And so now millennial cozies are, we're just opening our coffee cart for Emmeline Duncan's or Kate Lansing, we have Killer Chardonnay, which I think is probably one of the first ones. Arsenic and Adobu, the main character's 25. So those are the millennial cozies that are kind of really prominent right now. I don't know. Are you guys, are you guys nodding or do you want to add to that? Or I kind of felt like the book itself was more like a romantic suspense rather than a cozy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I felt like it was more, to me, more like a thriller or like a a true crime novel than cozy because it was mm-hmm. on the darker side <laughs> i just saw this we need a flow chart yeah i might have to get my my go back into canva and start doing some graphics get my procreate app open and start doing some little things for y'all because i think that cozy mysteries are definitely changing and evolving and having even like i love like the branches off that we have kind of going on right now gen x cozies Oh my goodness, we can probably classify because we have the senior sleuthers. I mean, I love that it used to be done by the categories of we have the florist, we have the librarian. Now it's we have the millennial librarian, we have the senior sleuther librarian. So we even have, you know, branching off of the branching off. These trees must look crazy. Killer Chardonnay is always a great book. Always recommending that to first time cozy readers. That's always an awesome one. I still need to get to that one. You haven't read it yet? No, no. Oh my goodness. It's okay. I forget. But I then, have so many other books that I own that I need to get to. <laughs> I think that's the eternal problem of the reader, right? There's just yeah. always so many books. <laughs> and then you get so excited and going, oh, I just bought this new book. And then you get distracted for five minutes. And then it's two years later. And they're like, oh, yeah, I remember when I bought this book. I still need to read it. I mean, I cannot tell you how many times I've bought something so excited to read it. And then I just still haven't done it. I haven't read it yet, but I just bought a cozy not too long ago that was based in a romance bookstore. What? I'm kind of excited to read it. It it sounds really good. Which one's this? Oh, I have to look up my Goodreads. Okay, you're going to have to tell me because I am curious because that sounds kind of awesome. (laughs) 
That sounds kind of amazing. As I'm going and I'm scrolling to mix up the comments, this way I can randomly choose the winner. And then you can actually tell me information during the event and everything will be on the up and up because for the last couple of months with the winners, I could not find them. So I was just scrolling to mix up the comments. So I wouldn't know who's what and where. (laughs) All right. The book is called Death of a Red Heart Rancher. That sounds really cute. I need to add that. I need to look that up. Death of a Red Hot Rancher. All right. I think I have that on my TBR. I just haven't gotten to it yet. And the next one is like a, it's called Murder of a Mail Order Bride. So it has like romance title type of stuff. It sounds like a really good on my list. That's so cute. This is the other thing too, right? There's always so many books. I feel like it's almost impossible to know all of the ones that are coming out and everyone's being working, you know, working on this. And then you got someone that you don't know that you're going to love. And then all of a sudden you read their book and then you're like, wait, you have a 20 book backlist. What's going on? It's so hard to know all of the books coming out. I don't even know if I've heard of this one, but now I want to go read all about it. (laughs) I just like how it kind of mixed both genre of romance. I haven't read it yet. It's like, on my list to be read soon. I think my to be read list is ridiculous. I have the to be read bookshelf. I have the, I tried to keep a notebook at one point and then my hand got tired and then I was just going, I'm a mood reader most of the time anyway. Why am I doing this? It's so hard to keep track. (laughs) I'm always adding from like Goodreads shelf or like my own personal list. And then when I was doing the little randomly scrolling, this was the comment that my cursor landed on. So I don't want to butcher your last name, but I'm going to go with Liz Galbert. How are we going to say this last name? Galbert? I'm going Liz Galbert. Yeah. If I'm mispronouncing that, I apologize. I sincerely apologize if I'm butchering your last name. But you are the proud winner of A Sprinkle in Time by Dana Mentink. Two last names I'm struggling with. Oh, my gosh. I think I say this every time, but they always have that quote about, if you can't pronounce a word, it's because you've read it. And that's what I do. You read and then it's so hard. And <laughs> you are very, very welcome. And I hope I pronounced your last name correctly. So I'm going to say Dana Mengtank is the author of A Sprinkle in Time. And the winner is Liz Chalbert. So congratulations. And please DM me your information so I can make sure that that book is sent out as soon as possible. You guys are so sweet. I don't know if you guys like having the giveaway winner kind of done randomly during the event, but before, you know, before these last two months, I didn't have any problems posting the winner's information and having them get back to me because I post the winner's info usually in the email newsletter on the Twitter and on the Instagram. And I usually post them in the main feed and in the stories. And then the Twitter, I usually do a couple of times, but for some reason, the last couple of months, it was really hard. And I don't know if that's because the algorithms have changed or what but I've been noticing the issues with my Instagram stuff lately yeah I'm not really sure what to say about it because I felt really badly because I'm posting the name and I don't have the contact information because when you post comments on YouTube and it's just someone's it's just a name or it's not even a handle there's no way to email or message and so you have to rely on someone (laughs) you know seeing the 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 announcement and following up. And if you don't see the announcement, it's really hard. So I'm, I don't know if Instagram and Twitter were just not my friends the last couple months with this, but okay. So you guys, thank you. I'm glad you like the the live winner. So I'm glad and and hopefully be able to get that information sooner and then get the cozy mystery out to you sooner. So hopefully the coziness is just at your door, you know, making that an easier, better decision. (laughs) yes why is it so yeah I'm like I have books to give you you know I was saying beforehand like I have this Amanda Flower book that Poison Pen Press asked me to do the giveaway for and I organized the giveaway and then nothing and I'm going it's Amanda Flower what's going on here I'm looking around going where are you people how are you not winning (laughs) oh okay yes I I want to go read that one that's been on my book that's been on my TBR for the longest time gone for Gouda definitely so (laughs) I'm glad you guys didn't mind the live giveaways tonight. So three winners, three awesome, just amazing prizes. Again, I am just always so thankful for Poison Pen Press for being so just generous and kind. Their team is just amazing. I feel so privileged, you know, to be able to connect with them and have them do these things for the Cozy Mystery Book Club because, you know, talk about spreading the coziness. That's a lot of cozies. (laughs) 
<laughs> so I'm glad you guys liked that. But if there's something else you want to talk about in regards to unborn crime, please comment now. And I'm curious if you guys have something about the book that you wanted to mention or touch on. Mary, is there something you liked about the book that you wanted to make sure we talked about tonight? Or I think I've talked about all the things I wanted to. Was there anything, Christine, on your second read that you're going, oh, yeah, this was a thing? No, I think we covered everything I had. Okay. And I'm pulling up the, because I asked on Instagram if there's something y'all wanted to talk about. And I know we referenced a lot in regards to your questions, because I think everyone has kind of been on the same wavelength with this book, which is really nice when everyone's kind of, you know, have a similar mindset. Just another chapter, wanted to talk about it being a little darker and that you enjoyed it anyway. Rants and Reads, the ending, which again, was I thought was a little bit of a twist. <laughs> we talked about this one, the mother's obsession with the daughter being in a mystery club and being single, Mad 2819. And then I like how someone just put Val. So Mel Mel 428 was just like, Val, that was all I wanted to discuss. Val, question, <laughs> Val, exclamation point. So I think we touched on everyone's requests. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for messaging. Yeah, please feel, if you are the winner of tonight, please either DM me, um, writer Ahart, or at Cozy Mystery Club on Twitter and Instagram, or send me an email, writerahart at gmail.com. Everything's writerahart to make it super easy for you. So send me the info and I will make sure your prizes are sent ASAP. And then also, before I forget, when my voice officially gives out, this is what happens when... <laughs> When you go to an event after being in your apartment alone with your dog for so long and you talk, your, your, vo your vocal cords are like, what are you doing? Why? You're an introvert. Stop. If you posted a photo of our book of the month, let me know and I will send you a hashtag Sleuther bookmark, the official bookmark that I think you've probably seen on Instagram. <laughs> I love it when I see the photos that you guys post. And I even saw some more photos pop up today for On Borrow Crime that I'm going to have to reshare and post because those photos make me so happy. But if you took a photo of On Borrow Crime, let me know. Send me a message on Twitter, Instagram, email, and I will send you a bookmark as a thank you. So that is my way of showing my appreciation for you for reading the book and talking about it and being a part of just the coziness. So just want to make sure I mention that and that you know you're entitled to something. <laughs> I'm like, you're entitled to extra coziness. Oh, my goodness. Oh, thank you guys for joining us tonight. I know my voice is a little bit rougher. <laughs> okay, yes, I just saw this comment pop up. So Max was, <laughs> my mom was watching Max, and I'm pretty sure he he's in my office. And I can <laughs> see him. He's sitting on his bed, and he has, I don't know how many bones in it, and I don't know where he got all the bones, and I did not have these bones in the apartment when my mom came to watch him from Alice Domestic. So I don't know if she brought them. They went on a special bone buying trip, but I'm pretty sure he's like, these bones have never been in my possession before. I'm going to protect them with my life. So <laughs> he's fine. I'm pretty sure as soon as those bones get eaten, however, he'll be running around looking for more and he'll be much more active. But yes, he was quiet tonight. Last time he was just everywhere. And before I left for Malice and before my mom came to watch him and gave him all of his new possessions. I was doing a Zoom meeting and his butt was in the camera like 80% of the time. He, yeah. And then again, for Malice, I was putting together my little suitcases, my little bags. So he's on top of one of my travel suitcases and he's got his bone. I literally picked up the suitcase with him in it and put it on my lap. And so that's what I did for like the last half hour of that Zoom meeting. I had him in a suitcase on my lap. And it was the most ridiculous thing, but it was so cute and adorable. I love my little guy. I let him get, get away with anything and everything. <laughs> so he, uh, he is fine. He's my he's my little man. And I'll keep you posted if he if he ever is not making noise and he needs something. And you guys are also fur mamas. You understand. <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised my dog didn't make more noise. than he did. Oh, no, I think sometimes. Yeah, sometimes when it comes to live streams, I'm not allowed to talk to people who are not Max. Other times it's like, good, I'm by myself now. I'm out of here. <laughs> like I got my bones. I'm good woman. <laughs> Other times, not so much. It's the complete opposite. And then I just saw this question. So yes, there is a couple different ways that you can buy some of the cozy swag. But even then, like I don't, I don't make any profit on it. It's just, I feel, I would feel very uncomfortable. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to charge extra money for something. So there is the Zazzle store, which has designs that I made public and also unique designs for the store, which I believe is under Books Are My Heart, which is my obviously my YouTube channel name. And then there's also, so there's Zazzle, Society6, Teespring, and then also 
I opened an Etsy store so that I knew what you guys wanted. So there's two different Etsy stores. So one of them is my play around to see what you guys like. So one of them is under my own name, Angela Maria Hart. And I have stickers that I'm testing out to see what you guys like. And then the official one, I'm just the Cozy Mystery Book Club is the second Etsy store. And the items there are just going to be staples, which is why I made the two accounts. So the Cozy Mystery Book Club, those items I'm always going to have no matter what. Whereas the ones over on, for me, on my store, my store, they're both my stores. Those ones, I'm, I only bought like, I want to say 50 of the stickers. So I'm just seeing like what you guys like, what you might want to do, because I'm always getting requests for book club box or other things. So, and again, I don't make profit on it. I love it. I love when people say, I ordered a sticker and I got all this stuff. I'm like, yes, exactly. So <laughs> if you ordered something, because someone else also wanted to buy, I think she said she wanted to do five stickers. I'm like, no, just buy one and I'll give you the five. So just let me know what's going on and I'll make sure you get it. Your dog pouts when he sees the suitcase. Yeah, Max usually runs when he sees my my purse. I understand. My dog leans oh. over my bed whenever he sees me going out. He's like, <laughs> you're going out now? Yeah, I yeah. I think especially with COVID, as soon as he saw the purse, he was shaking like, oh my God, she's leaving me. <laughs> oh, animals. So yes, I also have all the links posted for all of the shops. I just remembered I did this. It should be underneath in the YouTube box, but I'll also post them in the comments and I can always share them on Twitter to make it just super easy for you. But if there's, I'm just trying to see if there are any other questions. Oh yeah, you guys are so sweet. Thank you for joining and reading the book and discussing everything. You guys are so sweet. Oh my goodness. Thank you guys for watching. If you have any final thoughts, comments, questions, now is the time. I love how, you know, you guys are the fur mamas, so we're all on the same page. <laughs> oh, and then, oh, Carrie, thank you for posting a photo of the book. Let me know where to send your bookmark as soon as you have a chance, because that hashtag through the bookmark is yours. <laughs> so do you guys have any final thoughts? That's about the book, nope. things you want to share? No, this was really fun. Oh. Thank you for making my first time doing anything like this a fun oh. time. Thank you for joining. This woman is so sweet, y'all. Mary has been a part of the book club for, I think, probably since it started. <laughs> 2019, maybe? Okay, so uh, the idea was in 2017, then it was in fruition by 2018, so pretty much almost from the beginning. But I think you have seniority over a lot of people. I think, I'm like, you're 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 one of the originals. Like, they always say, like, what is the original gangs? You're like, you're the, one of the original sleuthers. <laughs> like... I am so happy to finally have you do a live stream. Christine, you were so sweet last time. You were so sweet this time. I'm so appreciative of you guys taking time to discuss coziness. You know, you have to read the books. I always feel like, you know, for guest posts, you guys, I feel like I give you guys homework almost like, yeah, you got to actually read the book by the date to talk about it. So thank you for making the time and then chatting and, you know, take just everything and being prepared. And you're so sweet. So special shout out and thank you to you guys. And I'm going to post your... Let's see. I made the clips. <laughs> so this this is Christine's information. For those of you who want to go follow Christine, you got her her Twitter and Instagram. And then for Mary, we got your Instagram and Twitter right there, too. So if you guys are not already following these lovely women, please do so. They are amazing and talk about all things cozies and bookish. So that's exactly what we love. So <laughs> thank you for that. And last comments. So I think it is time to say goodnight and talk to you guys next month about The Secret Book and Stone Society. So I'm really excited to read this book. It's been on my to be read list for I don't know how long. So I'm excited to actually read this book and talk about it with everybody. So I can't believe that April's almost over and now we're talking about the May book. So our May book of the month and then more coziness is coming your way. And so also for all of you giveaway winners, let me know where you want your prizes sent. So, so many good things happened tonight. Thank you for watching. Thank you for joining and being my guest host. So thank you guys. And please stay safe, healthy, happy, and have fun soothing and reading. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Cozy Mystery Book Club podcast. I hope you enjoyed our discussion of On Borrowed Crime by Kate Young. If you'd like even more coziness in your life, Make sure you check out the Cozy Mystery Book Club over on Instagram and Twitter. Both accounts are under at Cozy Mystery Club. You can also learn more about the Cozy Mystery Book Club over on our official website, thecozymysterybookclub.com. 
And while you're there, you can sign up for the monthly email newsletter. The first week of the month, every month, I send out an email with all things Cozy Mystery Book Club. It's my way of letting sleuthers know what's coming up throughout the month so they can be prepared and mark their calendars. You can also take a few minutes to enjoy the freebie page with all sorts of sleuthing extras. I worked really hard on developing the website, so I know there is a lot there for Cozy Mystery readers to enjoy. If you have any questions about the Cozy Mystery Book Club or an upcoming event, please feel free to reach out to me personally, writerahart at gmail.com. I promise to respond as soon as I can. I hope you continue to enjoy everything Cozy Mystery Book Club. Thank you again for listening to today's episode and being a member of the Cozy Mystery Book Club. I hope the rest of your day is filled with lots of reading, writing, and sleuthing. And the next Cozy Mystery Book you pick up is a five-star read. As always, please stay kind, creative, and cozy. 